Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad. How are things with you? You're still here, which is exciting. Yes. Yes. If I wasn't, uh, it, it, what, what Jocelyn's alluding to is that uh, I, I, if I wasn't here, it'd be because I was. Uh, we, we would have our third child, uh, my wife, Ashley, and I are expecting in the next week. So like, yeah, it's down to the wire, you guys. I'm I'm kind of on like pins and needles. I'm just like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. (laughs) We might have a show. We might not have a show. Might have a solo Jaws show. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad Ryan's still here for at least one more episode because he is playing the game that the entire internet is talking about, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. And this is something that I have decided I am not picking up. So yeah, you're taking a stance. I, I am taking a stance. And the reason I'm taking a stance is because not because I don't think it looks good, but it looks like the kind of thing that requires a lot of. Um, I was going to say constant attention, but maybe repeated attention is the better um, kind of comparison there. And it reminds me of like just from screenshots and, and conversations I've seen on Twitter it kind of reminds me of like the um, like the mission table in WoW or mm. like any mobile game ever where it's like <laughs> you go in, you do something for a few minutes and then you leave it for X number of hours and then new stuff happens. So you go back in and you play for a little while and I just don't have like time or interest to kind of sink into that. Mm-hmm like into that type of an experience so i don't know ryan convince me otherwise right well as long as if you do buy it you don't personally blame me because <laughs> that's what happened well, well you didn't personally is, blame i know me, like but... there's a lot of like social aspect to it too which i'm so wary of because the last animal crossing i think i was like two or three weeks behind the curve and there was like nobody playing by the time I got in there. So I'm I'm so hesitant to pick it up now because I'm like, uh, I know I don't have a ton of time to put into it. I'm kind of thinking that if I if I start it, knowing I don't have a lot of time to put into it because I've got just so many other games like that require maintenance on the go mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so I'm just like, I don't know if I could actually dedicate a lot of time to it. And if I can't dedicate a lot of time to it, I'm going to fall way behind everybody else. Then they're all going to get to the end or they're going to get bored. They're going to quit. And then I'm going to have no one and I'm going to lose all the social aspects of Animal Crossing. So I'm just staying away this time. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I Like constant attention. You're right. Is not the right way to put it. But like uh, check constant check ins. Like, I don't know. Uh, for me, this game has always been about or this franchise has always been about relaxation and just sort of doing what you want to do uh and slowly yeah you're slowly progressing things uh in the in the aspect of you're slowly i think the other games you're slowly making bells which is the currency to pay off your house your ever growing ever upgrading house uh that is a a, an interest-free loan with no with no payment deadlines by the way which is super duper great i don't think you can get that kind of deal anywhere in the real world um so it's got that going for it but 
I think that's the idea is it's open-ended. The other games were very open-ended in the sense that you, you were given a bill for like $150,000 and it was like, Hey, pay it when you can sell fruit for the next three months. If you got to just whatevs. And then it was about collecting, you know, bugs and fish and fossils and kind of completing that out without really the sort of the gameplay was checking in on specific days or during specific events. And it was, uh, it wasn't uh, a constant wasn't the right word. It was more like a rewarding check-in in that, oh, I know if I check in during these dates, uh, I'll have this going on. And the comparison to a free-to-play sort of mobile game uh, is very is very correct in the sense that, uh, yeah, you know, oh, it's uh, this is the the spring event. So there's Easter eggs all over the place. And also you can give us $50 to do this sort of thing. That's the beauty of this game is that there are no microtransactions in here at this time. And when they have yeah. an Easter event, you just you get to find eggs with these lovely creatures on your island. It's pretty great. Right. And and I didn't mean to imply no, no. when I talk about it as a mobile game, I didn't mean for to imply that it was something that you had to spend extra money on. It was more so the idea that, like, well, for instance, I'm playing Best Fiends right now, which is this just kind of stupid fruit matching game thing mm. anyway it doesn't matter um the point is that i can you know do so many levels do so much and then i have to wait for you know my energy to come back which is just the way mobile games work and that was kind of the way that i remember the previous animal crossing was uh, so new leaf was the previous previous one on 3ds right? yeah that was the 3ds yeah. version so what I kind of remember from that one is like I would like go say like pick all the fruits in the trees or something and mm -hmm. they don't instantly pop up again. Right. No. Like you have to wait some time for them to air quotes like regrow. And that's the kind of comparison I'm drawing here is mm -hmm. that like you go in, you do a whole bunch of stuff and then you have to wait some time to, to go away and not play the game anymore while it like regenerates. <laughs> yeah. And I think um what they've done is they've they've kept that for sure like when you when you log into the game you you can get your apples and you can sell them and it takes a 24 hours for them to re you know regrow on the trees um but they've made a lot of improvements and they've also expanded on uh a, a, that flow so for me personally the way i'm playing is uh it, so of course this is on nintendo switch which ultimately lends itself really well to the check-in phase where I would recommend if you're looking to buy this, you get it digitally so you can just turn on your switch, pop it open without having to switch carts and you just, you do your thing and then you check out, right? It's not really a game meant to spend hours a day uh, once you get into the flow of it. You're, you're kind of, I'm right now at the point where I'm popping in for maybe a half hour a day just to kind of relax and, and do my, I don't want to say chores, but do some stuff in the game. Well, but that's kind of again what it, it feels what it like chores, yeah. Of. And, <laughs> and especially with um, like considering I've got World of Warcraft going on right now, I've got mm -hmm. Dead by Daylight, I've got um, Hearthstone, which all have like dailies, daily quests, things to do that that repopulate every twenty four hours. Like, I just don't think I have room to add another one to that list. Like we had this whole conversation, I feel like when we were talking about what we were looking forward to in 2020 mm -hmm. and my like big takeaway for this year was like, look, if you can't get your game across to me in like a week or two of my playtime, if your plan is to be a game as a service, 
I just don't have room in my gaming life for that. Like mm -hmm. what I have room for is like single player experiences with a start and an end. Yeah, <laughs> Doom <it>. Eternal. <laughs> yeah, which I actually didn't play, but Matt actually <laughs> beat in 10 minutes or 10 minutes, uh, 10 hours. He, I was surprised how short it was. Yeah, I, no, he I, bought it and beat it in I the know. first day. He he, he messaged <laughs> us, uh, the group we're in, and it was like, oh, I finished it. It's like, my copy hasn't even arrived yet. I started playing it to, <laughs> today before the show. And yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's fantastic. I'll probably talk about it next week, maybe you know, pending. But yeah, um, maybe maybe next week, maybe a few weeks down the road. Sure. But, yeah. but, but the thing is, like you know, besides uh, Matt's ability to uh, sit there for ten hours straight and, and finish a game, which you know is is awesome, and it it, it sounds like he had <laughs> it fun. It is kind of an ability, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Um, but you know, with with New Horizons, um, with this game, I I. I'm over the moon that I'm playing this because obviously I'm, it's one of my favorite Nintendo franchises. It's really grown on me. It has a, I remember playing the GameCube game and sharing it with my with my brothers, and we'd check in every once in a while, and and we'd play the game. We'd send each other notes, like we'd leave like uh, like garbage in each other's houses and be like, ah, you, <laughs> um, and uh, and or is that in real life? No, no, no. That was in the game. Both names. A <laughs> little bit of column A, a little yeah. bit of column B. <laughs> just like leave trash bags in each other's rooms. And it's like, oh, you just got murphied. I don't know. Um, but in the, in this one, I'm I'm much more looking forward to, you know, laid back. And I wasn't expecting them to do a bunch of non-Nintendo stuff in the sense of uh, making improvements upon things that's like, oh, Nintendo. Like in New Leaf... You had to pick everything up. So let's say you're doing your apple farming, and you probably will remember this as soon as I say it, and, and you'll you'll curse in frustration because you've blocked it out of your memory. But in New Leaf, when you collected apples, you had to pick them up one by one, and they would go into your inventory one by one. You could stack them, but it wasn't automatic. You had to go into your inventory and, and literally pull them over and stack them yourself. Uh, in this one, it's all automated, So which, again... Me saying this excitingly is is like, Ryan, that should have been from the get-go, is they should have just automatically stacked. Like, when you put things in your in your inventory or uh, box, let's say, you don't just shove it all in there and then organize it later. No, you stack the things that are like-minded. Like, you put your apples on one side of the box yeah. and your peaches <laughs> on the other. Um, yeah, don't mix apples and peaches. No. Got to keep them <laughs> separated. Uh I think with with this one they've they've taken that uh, idea and <laughs> this thing they should have done from the get go and they have everything stacking. So every, when you're picking weeds, um, they they stack and they go into your inventory and and you can sell them. And we'll come back to why that's important later. Uh, and then apples, fruits, all the stuff. It all it all stacks when it makes sense. Like if you get a living thing and you put it in your inventory, it's not going to stack those. But if you have fruit or you have um, uh, core materials uh, like wood or or stuff from from rocks uh, you you can put that in your inventory and it stacks which is nice uh, another issue with new leaf is the tool system so you would have had to go into your inventory and, and equip it manually or cycle through your tools using the d-pad but in this one this handy little tool you just hit up on the d-pad and it shows a radial tool to show all your tools and you can select from them very easily again something that should have been done when they first introduced more than two tools, but now is in this game as like, oh my gosh, Nintendo, thank you. It's wild that it took this long, but we have it and it's amazing. And it's those little things that help 
you know, bump it above New Leaf uh, for, for people who really enjoyed it. Um, but for those who kind of looked at New Leaf and it's like, oh, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of work. I've got to kind of make my own fun, kind of push myself in certain directions to progress. Uh, the cool thing about New Horizons is that there's uh, mini quests and an achievement system that kind of pushes you to do certain things and allows you to uh, unlock there's some progression to it that isn't just paying off bills there's progression the story of the game is you come to an uh, an island that's uh, isolated and you're you're there to kind of build it up from scratch so you literally choose like where your tent goes where your where your neighbors tents go uh, you choose where the museum goes and then you're having to find resources so you're not just tom nook isn't coming in and saying like oh i'm gonna build this thing and it's gonna cost you this much no you've got to you know, go around to the trees and you got to chop wood out of them and then you got to go to the to the rocks and you got to mine ore. So there's more to it. They've kind of they've kind of added all these layers that I never really expected them to do in one iteration. It's almost like something they would have done over multiple iterations of Animal Crossing. Um because that's just how fast Nintendo works. They like take their time iterating on these games. I don't know why because it would have other games would have benefited so much from what they've added to this but um yeah it's crazy the way they've laid out the game in the sense that there feels it feels like there's a uh, a more concrete progression as opposed to just all right i gotta collect my apples and i gotta do this and i gotta do that like it it feels more like i said okay today i want to you know collect a bunch of wood because i want to build the store and i also want to collect a bunch of uh, uh, this specific type of wood because there's crafting. So I want to build this specific piece of furniture. So there's like this idea that... Um, okay, so it's not so much because... Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong because, again, it's been a really long time. What time? When did New Leaf come out? Like 2014, 2013, <sighs> yeah. something? Like it, yeah, a, while a while ago, ago. anyways. Um, and I feel like I remember all of the everything that I did came down to getting the same currency that then I could go buy something, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this sounds a little bit more complicated. It's not just walk around the map, get everything, turn it in, get one currency, and then choose what you want. It very much sounds like there's different availabilities of different materials and combining them gives you some real like opportunity cost type stuff as opposed to just like I get all of one kind of thing and exchange it for whatever I want. Um you, there is still one currency. There is still the the bells. Right, but like you said, like you can, you know, I'm I'm talking about like wood as a currency mm-hmm. and, you know, like a cloth maybe. I don't know. I'm uh, trying to think of things I would need to make furniture and stuff for my house. <laughs> oh yeah, well there uh, it's not really like, cons- there's crafting materials. There's materials. Is, as a, is what I'm talking about as Yeah, currency. so there are materials there are, is just another word for currency. Yeah, yeah. The so there are resources that you can that you can collect. So there are three types of wood and there are multiple types of uh uh, ore that you can mine so there's you know i think they call it just there's like wood soft wood and hard wood uh and yeah thank you and uh nobody, you, nobody likes the soft wood no well i mean i'm more of a standard wood myself but um <laughs> tmi 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 oh god i'm editing that out <laughs> that's not at all what i meant and i'm not gonna go there but um i'm making a note <laughs> that was terrible 
I'm glad we don't do this live anymore. Uh, oh my god, you better leave that in. That's hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> continuing it's on. Terrible. Uh, and then what else was there? So there's uh, so from rocks you're hitting, you can get uh, stone and iron ore, clay, and sometimes gold ore. So there are different things that you can that you can sort of get from those resource nodes. And then you're using them. The crafting system is very basic. Like for example, you can build uh, a, a flimsy shovel with a couple of twigs and some stone, right? Uh, yeah, you're gonna hate this, but they've added like sort of the Breath of the Wild like destruction tools uh, thing. Why? So when I say <laughs> Nintendo, no, I know when I say flimsy shovel, uh, the more you use it, uh, it, it does have an expiry to it, so it will just randomly break. Not randomly. I, I think there's probably a set number of things it can do, and then it will break. Um, but uh, it's it's one of those things where. I got past that pretty quick in the sense that I think by day two, I wasn't using flimsy tools anymore. I was using standard tools <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they were just working fine. And I haven't had those break on me because that was my concern is like, okay, am I going to be building a shovel every, like once a week? Because that doesn't yeah. sound fun. Like there are other places for me to sink resources. I don't know if that's the case, but we'll see but so far the flimsy tools have certainly and to their name have broken and you have to recraft them until you get the the better uh crafting recipe to build a a real a real shovel um but but again like for those folks that really like animal crossing this game doesn't go in the opposite direction for you like you're gonna love this it's gonna have a bunch of quality life changes that should have been in the other ones but weren't but are in this one which is great and the switch makes it so much better they've gotten rid of like requiring you to save it all auto saves and the switch is you know naturally uh does really well with you just like putting the system to sleep there's no problems there so yeah it's just it's a really solid experience i probably need to get more time in it to like delve too much deeper because Really, I'm just I'm experiencing all these new systems, and I haven't unlocked the the full shop yet. I'm still collecting resources to build that shop. Um, I've gotten the museum, which is much much bigger. They've really done like we did the Ripley's Aquarium before all this madness happened, and then I opened the museum in in, in the game, and the the aquarium in there is is reminds me so much of a real aquarium as opposed to in pra past games where it was just literally like a room with cases this is this is a real aquarium that they've kind of modeled it after with hallways and different types of tanks and tanks you can walk up in around it's like i can't wait to take caden and abigail through it in animal crossing because they're going to be over the moon when they see this thing i need to catch yeah. more fish because it's like it's empty and they're going to wonder why all the fish are gone but i guess it also we'll has there. the added bonus that it's not um like portable only mm -hmm. like again it's just got the built-in bonus of the switch that like you can just lay in bed and and play animal crossing and that's kind of got the mobile feel to it and fits with a lot of the just game loop systems that exist in animal 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 crossing <laughs> but then also you have the opportunity to share it with your kids just by putting it up on the big screen and not having to you know like have them peer over your shoulders while you're trying to play and stuff like they can actually watch you on the big screen while you do stuff. So mm. I, I feel like it, it seems like it's just a really natural fit for the switch because it does lean 
more towards a mobile gaming type of a gameplay loop, but then also has the visuals worthy of the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. The visuals are really good. It's a it's a natural progression, I think, for the game, and that they've they've ratcheted up the cartoony look, and you know, it feels like Animal Crossing. It looks like Animal Crossing, and there's no like with the switch they've gotten to a point where you don't notice there are no rough edges like whereas in the 3ds like oh, it looks good and for a 3ds game it looks like a solid 3ds game but this feels like a really good uh hd really snappy sharp looking animal crossing game and and i and i think in terms of it for folks who love animal crossing obviously you've already picked this up so you're i'm preaching to the choir but for those who like the idea of Animal Crossing and liked what they played, but were frustrated by, you know, the lack of uh, the quality of life stuff or the lack of things to do or direction or whatever. I think this game addresses two of the biggest complaints I've had about Animal Crossing is that eventually you just hit a wall where it's like, no, I don't just want to log in to pay off that stupid raccoon. I, I, it's not fun anymore. Or, yeah. you know, I, if I have to stack one more fruit, I'm going to just lose my mind. Right. So they they address two of the biggest concerns that I've always had with with the franchise. And um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I think the first in-game event is coming April 1st. And these are all like hard coded sort of in the game events similar to World of Warcraft's like, uh, you know, Winter Vale or um, Children's Day. If they still do that, it's been a while. Those are the first or Halloween or Children's something. Week. Yeah. Children's yeah, Week, there's yeah. Halloween stuff. Yeah. yeah so that stuff's options. in the game. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to checking it out when it comes around. And it's just a fun novelty to check into a game. It's like, oh, it's Christmas outside and it's Christmas here. This is really cool. It's, but I'm not going to, it's not like World of Warcraft where you you can spend or you're going to spend days at a time in there. You're, you're checking in, you're you're doing a couple little things, enjoying your time and you're popping out. And I think that's that's for me what Animal Crossing is. But um, I've seen some people who have who have really taken it to the next level which is is really interesting seeing all this crap once you put crafting in something and you give so much control over what you can do with the stuff you're crafting like you can put stuff outside now so people are like decorating outside their house as opposed to just inside and people just have so much creativity i was gonna say because can isn't there like a a create your own texture like a Mm -hmm. painting thing you can do yeah so there's uh so there's some customization where you can you can do basically some pixel art and then you can yeah. put that on. I haven't got that far yet. And that's the other thing because there's this progression. There's a lot of things people are playing with that I haven't really gotten to yet. And and mm. one of those is like terraforming uh, and, and custom designs. Like I can build a custom design, but as far as I know in past games, you could only just put that on a t-shirt. Right. Um, but in this one, I feel like there's, it's more robust than that and that you can, you know, you can, you can design something and then put it on, well, yeah, I think a friend of the show, Josh, he I saw him posting on Twitter and he was saying that he was making or like he had made like an edging for his like sand pathways or something like that to like help it blend better into the into the grass or whatever. Like and then he had screenshots and it looked really cool to the point that like I thought that's the way that it was like originally made like mm-hmm. It looked really good. And then I saw another posting from, I don't even know who, somebody retweeted it, talking about turning Animal Crossing into a horror game. Yeah, I saw that. And there's this cute little Animal Crossing chick with this, like, little cot 
in this like white sterile room with a bloody handprint and then like bloody drag marks across the room in front of her and she's sitting there with her little animal crossing like big goofy smile and i was like this is so perfect yeah like, and, <laughs> this is my kind of twisted mind <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is uh in past games, visiting other islands, to me, it was a novelty and or the ability to like, oh, you have cherries. Give me like, well, I was going to say, I remember because and... that was part of the social part of it, right? Mm -hmm. That I really missed out on is I was like, okay, my my town or whatever had, I don't know, I'm going to say peaches, but that might be wrong. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I have X fruit. I need Y and Z kind of fruits. And there's no way for me to get them because nobody is playing and is my friend. <laughs> and well, so yeah. like, yeah, I remember like having to go to other people's like places to, to get the, basically the assets that had been randomly assigned to their piece of digital land. But once you get there, it's like, wait, am I in mine? Am I in theirs? What's going on? Like it all felt very same. Mm -hmm. So this one's different? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing is um, in past games, it felt like you were just visiting to, to be there and hang out with a friend. In this one, visiting, you, you have the potential to go to the islands that are very different. I mean, the 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 second you boot up the game and you start your, your island adventure, you're given an option to what island you want to go to, and there are four different designs for those islands. And um, so though it differs so right from way. the get go. Yeah, right from the get go, you're you could be different from someone else and someone else might pick a, you know, you can pick northern or southern hemisphere. So you can be living somewhere that that has the seasons flipped uh, to our perspective. Um, and and there's those options as well. So when I go to visit someone's someone's island, like, yeah, they might like early on early days, they might have chosen the same layout in which I'll go there. And it's like, OK, this is very similar to what I have. But later on like months from now when i start going to people's islands and seeing what they have like there's there's the possibility that it could all be completely different you were given so much control over this island i would suggest that this game was not made by nintendo that's that's the crazy part is that they really do give you um the the idea is they give you so much control and it kind of sounds like they learned a little bit of a lesson from Super Mario Maker with just like how much fun everybody had yeah. playing with the customization in the world that Nintendo had created. And they just went, ah, let's let's just sprinkle a little of this into Animal Crossing. What what harm could it do? That's a perfect I wonder example. how many dick mountains there are. Um, probably, probably all of them. Probably many. <laughs> um, I would hope that no one on my friends list would have a dick mountain but um judging on what was said prior like hey maybe, <laughs> you never know uh i don't know why i keep bringing it up but well, um you know that that's what i would have if i had animal crossing and the ability to terraform you're gonna buy a 90 dollar game just to build a dick mountain <laughs> just to build well yeah that's what the entire internet does ryan <laughs> they just yeah well yeah i think you could get reported for that but then again maybe not it really... well, but who's going to report me? My super cool friends that would totally appreciate Dick Mountain? <laughs> mm. I mean, if you say Dick Mountain, <laughs> Ryan, <one more> <laughs> would, <laughs> Ryan would totally report me, you guys. No, That's I don't think I would. getting out of this conversation. I don't think I would. I, I... Now I totally want to go buy Animal Crossing just so I can make it and see <laughs> what you do. The moral dilemma. Be like, hey, Ryan, come to my town. <laughs> no, I can't because I can't no report reason. you. No reason. Uh, the thing is, like, you can't don't say Dick Mountain one more time or else we'll have to make it the title, which is inappropriate. <laughs> no, we have learned that lesson. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did. 
I don't, yeah, we can talk about that. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, it was bad. Oh, yeah, I remember it now. was. It was Mad Libs or something, but it was like it was like porno Mad Libs, and we just got yeah. spam. I think we're on lists. Oh my god, so much spam, uh, so much spam. Yeah, but we have to be careful with our episode titles. Most not our content, episode. though. Yeah, it really was just so wrong. Like, what did? You... Never mind. People Tangent are just googling half. stuff, and sometimes they accidentally hit like, libs. I guess I don't even think it was a. a... <laughs> I don't even think that it was a video episode, though. It just, like, I don't know. Never <laughs> mind. It doesn't matter. It you know what? Matter. It just could have been, like, mad liberals, like mad libs or something. But then, no, that doesn't work because mad libs is no. a thing. It doesn't work. We're yeah. not going to go down that route. And no, like, no. Stop trying to figure it out, Ryan. No, we Stop can't. We can't because, <laughs> yeah, okay, more editing. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, uh, Dick we Mountain. Talking- uh, I mean, Islands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Islands that look different. So, so here's the thing. Uh, yeah, the islands have a chance to look very different. And, and and that's the other, the part of this is that it feels like there's a lot of, there's progression here. There's some, some there's a there's a gated nature to it, not just based on time. That was the old Animal Crossing way where everything was time. Oh, you can't do that. It's going to take 24 hours to do this. There is a little bit of that, but not everything is time-based. So for me... You know, I have an, my island has like a river that runs around it. So I can't cross the rivers because it's a deserted island. So there's no bridges when we get there. But you do eventually unlock the, the vaulting pole. So as you're progressing, you got to get the museum running or get the museum guy there. And then he'll say, hey, there's fossils on the other side of the river. Here's a vaulting pole. Build this shovel and then go grab me some fossils. So again, like the progression feels more natural as opposed to just like give me a bunch of money and I'll build this thing for you so you can go do other stuff. Um, mm. So I really appreciate that aspect of it. And again, that is based on the fact that I've always liked Animal Crossing. To someone who didn't like Animal Crossing before and they're hearing me talk about it, like that just sounds like more waiting. And yeah, it is more waiting. It took me three or two days in order to see more of my island and i still haven't seen all of the island because then there's like a second level uh in the back of the island i don't know how to get up there do i have to build stairs maybe maybe it's part maybe that's part of the terraforming thing it's like oh here now that you've progressed this far here's a shovel a better shovel go dig some stairs like great let's do it um but i i think visiting other islands is going to be a big part of this because you're going to go to these islands and they're going to be vastly different depending on how much effort the person has put into their island. If they're coming to my island, I don't know. Don't <laughs> expect much. Uh, but if I'm going to someone else's island, I like Josh, friend of the show, is doing, you know, you already mentioned he was doing some crazy stuff and he's posting it on Twitter. And, and it's not it's not crazy. Like, it, it, they, it just looks really cool and different. And it's going to look different from my island as opposed to other Animal Crossing games where all the islands really look the same. Um just a bunch of fruit trees and uh, shops in specific areas. And I think there was a little bit of randomness to it, but it was mainly just based on house placement and, and how many neighbors you had and where they were uh, was the was the big differing factors. Um, but in the online stuff, like I guess I could say this, I did a bit of the online stuff. Um, you do have to go into the air. They have the airport and you talk to the guy and he's like he gives you all the nintendo stuff of like okay i'm looking online you connect online and you do have the ability to search by friend code 
um, in the sense that, or search by friends, so search for friends, you have to open your island, you have to go in, as far as I understand, you have to go into the airport, tell the guy, hey, I'm playing and I want people to come visit, there might be a quicker way to do it, I have no idea, I haven't done it yet, but visiting other islands, I was able to go there and say, hey, search for an island for me to visit and search by my friends, so it pulled from my friends list, to allow me to go to uh, someone's island. And then once I had connected to that person in game, they were in a list. So it doesn't surface your friends list to you. You have to um, search by friend and they have to have their island open. And then once you go to their island, then they're on a a friends list in the game. So it's still stupid and backwards and Nintendo-like. But at least I don't have to. But it's a to little enter. bit better. It's a little bit better. Like you see all the other improvements we talked about today, and then you hear like they still haven't surfaced your friends list into Animal Crossing uh, automatically. You have to kind of visit their island and and go from there. It honestly, it almost sounds like a workaround. Like <laughs> it does. It's almost like they built this friends list, and they. It's not that they don't know how to use it. It's just they built it in a way where it just doesn't work. And, yeah. and this is the way around. It's like, well, we can query the list, but we can't for some reason surface it in the game without it crashing. Like, well, I I guess just if they visit someone's island, add it to another list. Okay, perfect. We got it. Um, can we still ask for friend codes? Yes. Okay, perfect. Because there are Animal Crossing friend codes as well. So you can, you could, and, and this is where it's kind of cool. It's like, okay, let's say um, you want to, you, you want people to visit <laughs> your island with dick mountain and uh you don't Uh, want why wouldn't i want people to visit (laughs) exactly but you all but you don't want them to you don't want to have to add them to your nintendo switch friends list you just want them to see (laughs) i just want to never mind (laughs) a private show (laughs) i'm gonna have to edit that no i'm not gonna edit that out that's fine um but but so that's that's the example where like okay jocelyn can give out her (laughs) dick mountain friend code as opposed to a <laughs> nintendo switch friend code right, right. i think if, i think as long as you don't name the island dick mountain you should it's be okay. fine yeah like rocks have looked like that before and it's been fine I don't know. <laughs> anyways that's 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 pretty much like my early impressions of animal crossing like there's still some weirdness there but i really do appreciate the changes they've made to the game and like i said it feels very un-nintendo like but the the reference to mario maker is 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 a very good one in the sense that like yeah like they probably learned that put as much creativity put as much tools in the hands of these creative people and let's see what they can do with it and and i think they really they really nailed it with animal crossing new horizons well, speaking of animals, I played an animal game this week, although it was not Animal Crossing. It was Do Not Feed the Monkeys. And, dude, it's so good. <laughs> okay, I've not heard of this one. What What is it? Yeah, Where is so it? this one just totally, completely flew right underneath my radar. And so it came out in, hang on, October, I think, yeah. Uh, 23rd of October, 2018. So it's, it's quite, uh, old, well, not quite old, it's a year and a half old now. And so basically it's this, like, um, it's like this 16 bit, like pixel type game. It's an indie title. It, it was super cheap. It was on my, um, like recommended games 
And then it's like it's recommended because of that kindergarten game that I played and because of Beholder. And I was like, okay, you've got me. And basically what this is, is you you, you um, become part of this club and it doesn't tell you much about the club, only that it is super exclusive and that it is... Um, like it's kind of like fight like fight club like nobody's allowed to actually talk about the club like <laughs> and so the whole idea is you are observing hidden cameras okay very beholder like very and very much, like yeah. uh, very like first beholder where it was like um the the view of the apartment building with like the one side wall cut off so you could see into all the different apartments it's very much the same but it's like you have this computer screen full of monitors and when you first start you've got uh four monitors and then you have five days to purchase five more monitors and then each time so then then you'll have nine and then the next time to level up you need to have 16 and if you don't hit the uh, number of basically hidden cameras in the length of time that you are given, then you get kicked out of the club. Now, I have not been kicked out of the club yet, so I don't actually know what happens, but um, I'm getting very close to not being able to pay my rent. So it's mm -hmm. got a couple of different things that you have to like manage. So you can take like odd jobs and you don't actually do anything. It's just a loading screen that says like working or sleeping or whatever. Um, but you've got a couple of other things to manage other than just putting this giant puzzle together. So you've got like your overall well-being and health. You've got your food and you've got your like energy. And once you start getting lower energy, your screen will start blurring and stuff. So you can't just like run on empty all the time. Um, so then anyways, as you're kind of observing these things, um, these monitors, and I don't know if these monitors are like, cause I, I'm only on my first playthrough. I don't know if the game is like randomly generated or if it's always the same because like I've seen like screenshots just from the steam page and they like show some of the monitors that I recognize but not like in the positions that I recognize them in. So I don't know if like each kind of puzzle is is randomly assigned to each game for like replayability or something. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's basically like one giant puzzle to solve. And there will be like certain windows during the day when different things are active. So it'll be like, you know, from 7 to 9 p.m., someone gets a phone call and you listen into the phone call and then you can kind of like click on highlighted keywords and you add them to your notebook. And then from your notebook, you can search essentially Google. And so you try to like pair different terms together and figure out what's going on in each of these people's lives. And then the club will send you an email every day and say like, Hey, for X number of dollars, if you can tell us like, the address of this camera or the name of this tenant or, you know, like these little bits of information that you kind of should be able to pick up with the right, like Google search, um, not actually Google, like Google in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
then if you can figure that information out, you basically email them back. And when you're emailing them back, it just shows you your notebook page. So you basically have to like pick a term off of your notebook page and then say like, here, <laughs> this is my this is my answer. If you're right, you get the money. If you're wrong, I don't know what happens because I haven't been wrong yet. But um, it's it's really, really fun. It's harder than I thought it would be. I'm actually super stuck on one right now which is why i was a little bit later getting onto the recording tonight is because i was like oh my god like my rent is due i have to figure out this puzzle i only have one more day because they also like um they don't give you like infinite amount of time for you to actually figure out um like what all of your all of your um I guess like tasks for them are like you get anywhere from two to five days i've seen so far so it's like we need this person's name within the next four days and then you get $70 and you have to pay your rent. You pay your rent so often. The landlady comes like every three days and I'm just like, dude, I'm just getting money. What are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, rent, right? Gotta yeah. pay the bills. <laughs> uh, it, it, this game um, sounds really cool. Uh, uh, like. It's so cool. <laughs> and I can't believe, you know, our, and, and I was just looking at the Steam page and they, they say, oh, you know, you might like this game because you liked Papers, Please. And I yes. loved Papers, Please. So, so I'm like, this so the, the big, the big kind of like hook to all of this. So mm -hmm. you never see yourself. So I don't a hundred percent know, um, because in one of the screenshots, there's like a man that looks like a man, like talking to a horse. So I'm like, is this because so far, everybody that I've interacted with has been a person. But I'm like, is am, am I not a person? Like, why is it? Am, it seems like kind of gives you the the impression that maybe you're like a higher being or something. And you're like observing the primates, the primates being the humans. Um, so like, I don't know if there's like some bigger puzzle like that. But the but the big thing that they say is do not feed the monkeys. And so you're like observing the primates in the zoo. But if you kind of glean enough information and do the right Google searches, like part of the information that you're going to find are is like contact information. So like you can call the people on the monitors, you can like instant chat with the people on the monitors. And so like the big overarching thing of the game is don't do that don't feed the monkeys because bad things can happen when you interfere with the experiment right right but some of these people are either doing terrible things or the victim of terrible things and it's just like you want to intervene <laughs> so again i think that's where the papers please kind of vibe comes in yeah and i sure. can't believe like with how much i love beholder and you love papers please that neither one of us found this game in the last year and a half because all the reviews of it too not only just the recent ones but all of them are very positive which like never happens on steam <laughs> so yeah and i was looking at some of their other games because there there's a whole like bundle mm. that's available right now and basically everything in this um i guess from this publisher from this this developer is all kind of very similar very like puzzle based very um like uh choose your own adventure multiple endings like really really cool looking games and i'm just like man they totally completely flew under my radar so um 
yeah yeah just everyone should go and check it out it's uh if you guys are curious it's Rama Studios and Badland Games that are the developers on this and then uh, All War Premium is the publisher so hmm. uh, go and check them out it's again called Do Not Feed the Monkeys so if you liked the same sort of stuff that we were talking about Beholder Papers please like this game will suck you in so hard <laughs> it was really really hard to tear myself away from this tonight if I didn't have WoW to play after this, I would probably just like get right back in there and try oh, to figure out who the old man in apartment five is. <laughs> man, uh, Stanley, I have no idea. I, I'm I'm gonna add this to my <laughs> wish list and keep an eye on it because it sounds it sounds really cool. It's, like it's super cheap too. It, like I say, it cost me thirteen dollars Canadian. So, like I don't know, it's probably free American. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. Probably like, it's probably a ten dollar game, like eight in, bucks, in nine bucks, maybe yeah. something like that. It sounds like it's a sub ten dollar game for, for yes, those that, yeah. that live in a in, in the United States, right? But uh, yeah, no, it, it sounds really cool. And it, it also like it ramps up so quickly because you have a limited time in the day. You have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you have enough money to pay your rent. But then you also have this other ticking clock because it costs you fifty dollars every time you want to like basically unlock a new camera and you have to unlock a certain number of cameras in a certain number of days. And then when you're watching the cameras, like, so you start with, um, you start with four, then that ramps up to nine, then you get 16, then you get 25 and it's a 24 hour feed. So the amount of like video footage you're being sold or shown, and I don't even know if that's the end. Um, but the amount of just screens that you have to like monitor just gets so crazy so quickly that like, I don't even know how I'm going to keep up with it all, which just makes me want to play even more. Cause I'm like, how, how am I going to, how am I even going to do this? This is going to be so crazy and complicated. And, but you're also on a timer. You can't just sit there and try to figure it out. So yeah, I, I can't wait to get back in there. So again, it's called do not, not don't do not. Feed the monkeys. You guys should go and check it out. You should also check out patreon.com slash the gamers in if you like the content that we're putting together. We wanted to say a very special thank you to Matthew, who is our March slash April patron. You got in right at the end of the month. So we're gonna we're gonna I gave shout April. you out. Yeah, we're gonna shout you out for April too. So Matthew, thank you so much for supporting us over at patreon.com slash the gamers in. That brings us to our topic of the week this week. And guys, I mean, we're doing our best to kind of skirt around the mm. greater landscape, but uh, some things just can't be missed. And this week it is, we are talking about them again, uh, GameStop and EB Games. They were all over the map this week. It was about uh, a couple days after we recorded last week that GameStop decided that they were an essential service because obviously everyone is um, on lockdown, quarantine, shelter in place, social distancing, whatever you want to call it. The vast majority of non-essential workers are staying home. But GameStop decided that they were going to declare. <laughs> like I'm literally picturing Michael Scott from The Office just going, I declare bankruptcy. It's like GameStop, I declare essential service. It's I, like I, that's not how it works. No, of course. And I and I love evoking the whole Michael. It, it doesn't work if someone hasn't seen the show because it, <laughs> it, when you yell something that isn't I declare bankruptcy, or even if you yell I declare bankruptcy and they haven't seen the episode, they yeah. don't think it's funny. <laughs> they're they a just, little lost. They're yeah, just like, they just are you weird? 
No, you submit an email with the form that I just <laughs> talked to you about, and that's how you do it. You don't just yell, I declare essential service. So it, it's, uh, yeah, I love that that comparison, but it only... <laughs> You just That's go what it felt like. And and so basically, uh, as more and more non-essential businesses were being uh, either told to, but eventually forced to close, uh, GameStop was essentially refusing to. And mm. they were, as long as kind of um, malls or facilities that they were leasing were remaining open, then they too were remaining open. And in most cases, not even like cutting hours or anything, which was another measure that some stores were taking. Uh, GameStops were just like, no, we're, we're essential. We have to stay open. And I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like we just talked about the relevancy of GameStop. And I, and I do want to shout out our discord because uh, that's over at bit.ly slash TGI discord. We had some people reach out to us and be like, Oh, I actually really enjoy my local GameStop. Like the the people that work there are great. I still go in there to support them and buy games there and, and everything else. So like as much as I think Ryan and I, we don't frequent GameStops or EB games anymore. It uh, doesn't mean nobody does, but I just like, <laughs> I haven't seen an EB games be like super packed with people in a really long time. But it's also the kind of thing that I can see being very community driven. So if you have a very active like video gaming community that does things like line up for uh, ridiculous amounts of time uh, mm. for uh, for launches for in person in person launches, then uh, yeah, I can totally see that. So I didn't mean to um, kind of belittle anyone's experience, just that I find it kind of crazy that that GameStops and EB Games are still open in the abundance that they are. I'll say that because there's like, I mean, Ryan, you said there were three. Now there's two in Peterborough. And, yeah. and how many people does Peterborough have? Uh, like what's I think the population 80, of Peterborough? Okay. So it's, yeah, it, I guess you are kind of central to that part of uh, the. Two Walmarts, two EBs coming up. Oh, look out. One movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they're like there's quite a lot of places where it's kind of like the ratio seems to be like one eb games per like forty thousand people approximately mm -hmm. so <laughs> well the thing is i think uh it, it's all it's all based on i think it's all based on demand but it's also based on the fact that i think um canada has a eb games is sort of done better for itself than gamestop and we we did talk about it's this true. previously but i think when you when they called themselves an, an essential service they didn't they they didn't they just tried to they did the pr thing and again like the reason we talked about this last time was because uh they had updated their board of directors to be like okay these people are going to help us make better decisions and the article um, and we're starting chronologically here. So starting with the Kotaku article talking about how GameStop considered themselves an essential service. They were telling their employees that they were not to uh, they were not to go home. They were going to come in. They were going to work through this crisis because they're an essential service. The reason being they sell equipment that could be used for telework, uh, microphones, webcams, that sort of thing. And which is a stretch. It's like a when stretch. You, yeah. When you think I, I mean, I do agree. Obviously, they do have gaming headsets and the, you know, stuff like that, because, you know, plenty of us, I'm sure over time have bought stuff at GameStop. But GameStop on a regular day wouldn't be my go to for any of that type of equipment. There are so many other stores that specialize in that kind of stuff or are just much larger. If you think of like 
Best Buy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like they just will have a larger stock because headsets and microphones is not GameStop's primary business. So again, like you're not as essential as you think you are GameStop. No, especially <laughs> but, when... But it's a loophole. It's a loophole. It, 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 yeah, it's a loophole. Now, that being said, uh, you know, bringing it back to Canada, there was a specific example. And, and I, I kind of saw where this was going when they're considering themselves essential service. And then you look at probably the biggest launch so far of 2020 being Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal on the same day, Friday, March 20th. And... Uh, EB Games actually made the news in Toronto, um, where the uh, the it's the the premier Ford, right? That's correct. Uh, trying yes, not to yeah. pay attention to that guy as much as I can. Um, he, <laughs> yes, Ford is our premier. Yeah. Premier is the head of Ontario, so that would be uh, like our governor for those of you in the states. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he he actually went on the news, and because they were covering uh, CTV was covering the launch of these games where inside the EB games, they were only letting a certain amount of people in to encourage social distancing. But outside the store, they were not policing that. And there was just a line. So people were queued and it was a line. People were, you know, in line. Much Uh, closer than they should be because I've definitely seen images of people lining up uh, a little bit more recently. So since, because obviously this is um, this past Friday and Mm -hmm. let's uh, at least give GameStop this, that... Things have escalated exponentially, one might even say. And so I think the landscape of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week was a whole lot different than, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week is going to be. So more recently, since more and more things have been forced closed, we have seen more and more lines being uh, created as social distancing within stores is being enforced. But they're also, you know, like pictures of people waiting, you know, six and eight feet in between, mm-hmm. you know, clusters of what I assume are families um, that, yeah, it makes a whole lot more sense in I, our like with our now our way of thinking or yeah. the vast majority of our way of thinking. I think people and and businesses are, are getting much more open to the idea. And, and again, um, I can't I, I can't speak to to the states or elsewhere in the world. Um, because honestly, taking in what's happening in our own country is is uh, is a task all on its own. Um, so, but but here, I've been seeing you know businesses and and people starting to take it more seriously, where businesses are enforcing you know social distancing outside the store, not just inside the store. I've seen a couple places where um, there is a lineup and and they aren't, but I think now they are starting to take it much more seriously. Um, you look at these stories and again, like you can kind of look at it as like, okay, GameStop is just trying to protect their bottom line, get all their pre-orders out because there's no way they can refund all those pre-orders. That money is probably not in the bank. Um, but then you look at it from the side of the employees, like, okay, if EB shuts down or GameStop shuts down in the States, what happens to those people that now don't have jobs, right? Uh, here in Canada, those people, if they, if they get laid off, they have avenues uh, that have been announced for, to, to get, you know, EI and, and all that fun stuff sort of sight unseen. Fast track. Fast track of. is yeah. essentially like, you know, oh, COVID-19 unemployment insurance, you were laid off for this specific reason. Okay, you're good to go. I mean, that's all still to be seen. I mean, I, I don't think we're supposed to see it till April, but I have faith that that we'll be able to pull it off uh, in in that sense. But 
elsewhere, like in the States? Like, I don't know. That's a tough call. Um, but right. And, and I don't want to, to make it seem like I'm making light of, um, employers. It's oh, no. just that like, because I don't want anyone to think that I like don't value your employment or what it is that you do within our society. And that I don't understand what a hardship it is to lose your employment. I've been very fortunate through this process to have my employer tied to the school system. So we are just working from home and we are able to do that. So I'm not impacted to the point of losing my job. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to minimize that fact that there are a lot of people who are losing their jobs, but there needs to be a stricter definition of what an essential service is because if we're not careful, we have the potential to lose so much more than mm -hmm. what we already have just by staying at home, right? So exactly, and I think um, you know, coming to the to the end of the story is essentially uh, GameStop and EB Games both announced pretty much the day after that they would be closing. You know, following the rules of uh, essential services and saying right. we are Which... shutting our doors. At the same time, again, like this, I'm glad they finally made the right call, but they made the right call for their business first. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I find really frustrating is that they're not protecting the public. They're not protecting their employees. What they were protecting was their bottom line because they didn't want to miss out on this giant um, like dual launch of Doom and of Animal Crossing. So like yeah. that's the part that I find frustrating is the priorities here that I'm seeing from GameStop. And I mean, not like I'd really used their services in recent years anyways, but like this is enough for me to just go like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Like, yeah, you can take your pre-owned games and I don't need them. And I'll, you know, take my, or I'll sell my, I'll sell my used systems on Kijiji or something <laughs> like, you know, like I'll find a different way. They're, I don't, I don't want to. Best Buy does use games. This. Like there are a lot of companies that, that have that I was going to say model. Best Buy, but then I was like, I'm not actually informed enough. Like you said, there's a lot to keep up on. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what exactly Best Buy is doing. So I didn't want to <sighs> be like, I'm not going to do GameStop. I'm going to do Best Buy just to have an email come in and be like, Jocelyn, Best Buy is doing uh, the same thing GameStop is. <laughs> there are also a lot of local, um, I know specifically here in Peterborough, uh, Chumley's is a, is, a, is a local company. I think they've got a couple of, you know, uh, franchises outside of Peterborough, maybe in the Belleville region. But they, they very much pride themselves on, on being a used uh, entertainment sort of uh, uh store where you can get video games movies all that fun consoles you can trade things in uh for cash that sort of thing so there are those local options for used games you don't have to necessarily uh you know solely go to eb for that but uh you also get better deals i think at the local mom and pop shops in that uh, eb games is they're there to make money i mean i've traded games in where they're like oh we'll give you 50 cents and they literally in front of you put the sticker on it and it's like you're selling the game you just gave me 50 cents four for like 20 bucks so they've marked it up like i don't know two thousand thousand percent thousand percent and and they do it right in front of you like they have no they have no, no shame. shame and i look at these stories and again like the employees um uh, i hope they're fine in the sense that they have moved forward with the idea that they're going to do curbside drop-off they're going to convert a lot of in-store pre-orders to um uh, to deliveries so they've they just announced that here in canada for eb games i'm sure GameStop's going to do the same thing but as we look at this current scenario with COVID 19 and it being not days not weeks but maybe months 
more businesses are going to have to come up with uh, strategies to to keep the business alive um, by doing you know curbside drop off, uh, online orders, delivery, and luckily GameStop and EB Games already have that infrastructure. They just have to take their in store infrastructure. Um, and, and convert it and move it yeah move it online yeah but i Which mean i do know like i i have a, a friend of mine who is a manager down in the states at a GameStop, and she basically said they've they've like converted their their business now to um like she's basically just in the back like packaging mm-hmm. and, and shipping stuff and she's like i actually love it i can just you know put my headphones on and and ignore everyone because i'm the only one in the store and i just fulfill orders it's great and maybe they'll like again like i know at some point they're going to run out of pre-orders that they've taken and maybe they move to okay like if you want this game you call us we'll have it ready for you we'll give you a pickup time and uh you just i don't know come to the door slip us your ticket and we'll slip slip through the game or something i don't know i think there are a lot of ways to keep up social distancing without having to shut down every single business because i do understand that there are still uh you know people still there still has to be money made to to keep people going and uh unfortunately there are businesses that won't have that opportunity to to keep going um just because of the type of service. But with GameStop and EB yeah. Games, they have an avenue, right? So I'm, I'm hoping they, they come up with a creative solution because, again, like, we're in video games. Like, we're all about creativity. Figure it out, and EB. And isn't that you got the whole, whole reason that they hired Reggie? I, and that's the <laughs> other thing, innovation. too. Like, it's just sort of, like, it's such a backwards way. It was, like, maybe the board of directors obviously don't get them. This is a big deal. You think this is what you have a board of directors to be like, guys, COVID-19, what do we do? Well, uh, you got to get Animal Crossing sales out there. I don't know. Like, it just seems so wild to not. <laughs> and before that was Reggie's decision because of his loyalty to Nintendo. Yeah, he probably <laughs> thought to himself, like, well, yeah. if I spearhead uh, EB Games into, like, closing right before Animal, I'm going to get an email, right, uh, from from Nintendo. Uh, but but seriously, I think it's, it's just such a... It, it's unfortunate because um, I, I love this industry, but you just hate to see giants like GameStop and EB Games making bonehead decisions like this. It's just, and then we get on the news, like you said, it just makes us look bad. There's a bunch of people standing oh, in line yeah, for a that's... video game, and, and they did the interviews. It's not as bad as like the spring break Florida, you know, I just yeah, want to party yeah. ones, but this but it's was definitely up there. It's up there, and uh, it was just really unfortunate. And I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if someone stuck a camera in my face, if I wouldn't, I was like, no, I'm, you're not going to interview me because I, I know what's going on. Like what, were they under a rock? Like, what do you think they're going to, they're going to make you look like idiots because you're standing in line during, during this, <laughs> this huge issue that's going on. Ah, man, I don't understand people. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't really get it either, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it came to the right conclusion, mm-hmm. even if the timing was incredibly suspect and i know ryan you cut this uh the story out but at the same time i do feel it's worth mentioning because it's not not everything is all bad news with all of this covid stuff i mean in the end um microsoft is a company that has made a really good decision because they have created a new category within the minecraft marketplace now i don't play minecraft but I'm assuming this is a place that you can go and buy like custom made content or maybe not even buy just like download custom made content like the Steam Workshop. Yeah, probably like, okay. I, again, I'm not a, a Minecraft person either, but I, I'm guessing when I, I see my, Minecraft, I see uh, Microsoft and I see Marketplace, there's probably, yeah, like a curated store where I think this is Microsoft content that you can purchase for the game. 
and um, I guess they've added this new education category where where some of the content, if not most of the content, is free. And I think that's something we've always this industry strive for is like how do we make video games part of education? And I think Minecraft is a really cool tool for that. So I mean, man, if my kids were at an age where you needed to keep them sort of at a level where um, you're engaging them at an education standpoint, like this would be really cool. It's like, hey, put the textbook away. Let's check out Minecraft. And then it's just a textbook in the game or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, I imagine it's a little bit more interactive than that. But uh, yeah, it is. It's free educational content for uh, for parents and for yeah anyone who is currently trying to educate their child at home, which uh, I don't envy them at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's it says here, uh, educational content we've curated lets players explore the International Space Station uh, through a partnership with NASA, learn to code with a robot, visit famous Washington, D.C. landmarks, find and build 3D fractals, uh, marine biologists, so much stuff, and it's launching free, free to download today and will be available through June 30th, 2020. So it sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff in there that that you can experience um, that you that you might normally experience through like a like a boring textbook. So this is really cool. It's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a really good use of um, an ecosystem and a marketplace. And I'm really glad because obviously Minecraft, we know, appeals to kids. So it's it's this really great kind of marriage of education and gaming mm -hmm. which i think is really going to go far so yeah. i'm i'm hoping that if there are any parents who are unaware of this or who maybe haven't dabbled in minecraft this might be a good way to kind of integrate those interests and and get your kids uh learning while they're uh, sitting at home waiting for schools to open up again so yeah um hopefully that was helpful for you guys um i thought it was a it was a good uh ryan's right it was a good feel good story to mm -hmm. kind of end this all on because we know, we know that the news has been kind of scary and kind of sucky. So hopefully this has been a little bit of extra good in uh, in your world tonight. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week. If you guys do want to email the show, you can at info at .com. You can also uh, hit us up on Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. We would love to hear from you what you guys are doing during uh, this kind of shelter in place time what games you're playing um the community is there for you um we are there we're there answering questions all the time and just chatting it up and talking about stuff that we're doing and we're playing so if you're looking for a community if you're feeling isolated that's a really good place to go again that's bit.ly slash tgi discord uh you can also follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn at joss plays ryan is at our murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in thanks for staying at the gamers in remember tune in next week Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Yeah.